Eddie. It's time to record the podcast. Um, uh, why would we do that? Because we are Venom. What's up, guys? Hey, I know what a great intro out of just the what's golden for this this awesome edition of uh, Dead Bat here. You guys already know who this is. This is the world's greatest detective, and of course, the trigger happy chatterbox. We're coming to you with what is it now? Episode four, five? Uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's three or four. Three I know four. it's of season two. Uh, we've been a little busy as always, kind of taking care of things. I am coming to you in the flesh this time. I made the two-hour drive. Yes. So, man, we've got some stuff we got to talk about. I mean, obviously, the intro, <sighs> Venom. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sony? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 do you remember when we heard about this concept and we just kind of facepalmed and was like, no, Sony, please don't do this, you know? Yep. Um, John hasn't seen the movie yet, so I'm going to keep this spoiler free. But if you like Venom as a character, good God, do yourself a favor and go see this. Um, because this really felt like a, like a Spider-Man 3 apology. And they killed it. They killed it. They they leaned into it hard. Like, if you're afraid that you're not going to see Venom eat anybody, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you will. Um, it's... Like, it. This, this is so good that... Okay, so we have a friend named Jacob, and Jacob loves Venom to death. Like, read a ridiculous amount of Venom comics. Like, knows the entire hierarchy of symbiotes. Yeah. Um... Which is another thing they fixed. They don't say they don't say symbiotes. They say symbiotes in the movie. Oh, okay. They, they fixed it. They fixed. They it. listen okay. to fans. Um, so that's one thing that's not going to bother bother you in this film. Mm-hmm. But Jacob signed off on this movie, dude. Like I, we were leaving the theater, and I was like, "So what did you think?" And he was like, "That was genuinely really good." And I'm gonna binge watch it when it comes out on DVD. Holy shit! So, yeah, man. Like if if. I had to give it a rating. It's it's probably a solid eight. A in, solid eight in my book. Um, okay. I think Tom Hardy was probably the weakest part of it. Um, like Tom Hardy is a good actor when you put him in the right role. Yeah. Um, and I get that they had to change a lot because you know this Eddie hasn't met Spider Man yet. There's not that whole conflict there. So they had to kind of figure out a way to make the story work and make it engaging. Um, so it's like I was good with it, but like if you're also worried about like the chemistry between Eddie Brock and Venom, it's there. It's there. It's there. The banter is there. Um, they 100% made sure that they they were they were gonna like connect these two as separate entities mm-hmm. and bring them together. It was, it was good. I had a BVS moment leaving the theater. Nice. Like I want to go see it again, bad. So okay, you you say that um you say that Tom Hardy was the weakest part. Do you see him 
as as Eddie Brock, or do you see him? Because I remember we talked about this last time where we saw, like, you know, Hugh Jackman said that Tom Hardy would be the next Wolverine. Do you see him being Wolverine, or do you see him being Eddie Brock? I think that's my question, and I think other people too, because I think he can take it on. So, well, I think he can he can take on Wolverine. Um, I think Eddie Brock suits him a little better. Okay. Um, I mean, if if we do get this Marvel tie-in, which please yeah if we if we do get it um we'll we'll obviously see some more of eddie from him but just what he was given with this movie i think wasn't it wasn't necessarily the core of Mm -hmm. eddie brock yeah um and so he had little to work with but what he did have to work with he did really well at um like him by himself, I think was the weakest part. But when you throw him into this movie and this collection of characters, and then you have like Venom kind of writing shotgun, yeah, that's where the movie picks up, and you go, oh, okay, because like at the beginning of it, it's just Eddie, and you're like, oh, I don't know, I I just I see Tom Hardy, um, you know, being a reporter, that's all I see, and then when he gets the symbiote, you're like, oh. We are watching a Venom movie. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. I did notice that there was an Anne Wang in the movie. Am I correct? Hmm? An Anne Wang in the movie? I don't know how to say her last name, but that's the character. Like, there's an Anne in the movie. I I think so. Okay. I, I don't know if that's her name or not. If that is the actual... If that's 100% there, I was like... I saw that name. I'm like, oh, God. They're bringing the whole symbiote war. She's actually She-Venom. Mm. Later down the road. I, don't, I mean, I know some people are going to be like, wait a minute, there's a there's a woman version of Venom. Yeah, there is. And there you don't want to sleep with it either. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. There are some surprises. Okay, yes. There are I, some surprises. I'm looking forward to this. Guys, forgive me. I am slowly but surely catching up on some stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, next episode, I'm going to binge on Iron Fist. I'm going to take one for the team because I know... No. I'm going to take one for the team because, Jesus Christ, I don't know how that show is going to go, but we're going to tackle that fucking show. We're going to do it. I mean, I've been trying to work my way through Jessica Jones. Like, I, I don't know where I'm at right now. I think I'm at, like, season... It's it's still season one, but it's, like, late game. Yeah. Like, I'm in, like, episode nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, her and Luke Cage just started fighting. Like, that's that's going down. Oh. So, I don't know, man. Like, it's... A lot of Netflix shows. I feel kind of burnt out a little bit, just all the material that I have to go through. Mm. Like, I think, like, even with the MCU, like, somebody said to complete all the movies, if you're doing a straight run, it'd take you, like, three days. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And they were like, yeah, that's what's going to sleep. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, so in other words, for anyone who is a Zelda fan, it takes as much time to save the world from that goddamn pedophile moon than it is to watch every <laughs> single MCU movie there is. Just sit, let that sink in for a second. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, there's a lot of material, and it is really a great time to be a fan. I mean, like, we got a good Sony comic book movie. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect that. Like, opening night, I went, watched it. Fantastic. Did you buy any of the uh, the collection merch? Because I know, guys, Kyle just, he is a guy that even if it's a bad movie, he will buy the merch for it. It's, I wouldn't put it that way. I wouldn't put it that way. Like, okay. I, if if I'm excited for it, okay. I'll buy, I'll buy the you. merch for it. Like, gotcha. um, like, huh, hmm. Last Jedi. Uh, yo, 
Yeah, no, I still have, like, the popcorn tin and everything. I, I threw the cup out a long time ago. But I still have, like, the tin the tin popcorn cup. Uh, that was a phone. Um, and it's uh, every time I see it and I use it for a movie or whatever, I'm like, huh. Could have been good. Mm. Could have been good. Could have been good. Makes the popcorn bittersweet. But, I mean, you know, that's just... I feel like that's what you do. Like, for me, anyway. Like, if I'm going to go see a movie in theaters, that's kind of an occasion for me. Because I don't do that on a daily basis. So, that's kind of like a splurge night. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to go and I'm going to watch this movie, you're damn right that we're going to do it in, like, full-on IMAX 3D stadium seats. Like, oh, I yeah. Wanna, I want to feel, like, gunshots, like, in the fucking floor. Yeah. Like, I want this movie to be in my face, and I want to just be ready to do it. Like... <laughs> On the way to the theater, like, I'll blast music mm-hmm. that, like, pertains to, like, just what we've seen in, like, trailers for that particular movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, I actually had Venom. Um, yeah. By M. Oh, man. I had that blast in the car, and it was Venom, 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 Venom. We were yeah. just going to see the movie. I was like, yo. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Jesus. So many. It's just... And, and I think we'll do, like, a bit of a... And we, I don't think we've ever really put hip-hop on a dead bat, but we'll surely get into one of the one of the biggest battles that I know everyone's been, like, really tuning into this September. I know it's October. We're a little month out in the game, but yeah. I think you should hear breakdown for breakdown of what we think about it. But we do have other topics first, so we'll get into that. We do have um, Megacon Tampa that we went to just uh, last month. Kyle, what did you think? Uh, it was fun, man. But you know, I I I think we're all kind of getting just a little burnout on these conventions because we've been hitting them, dude. Like fucking yeah, con after con after con after con. Yeah. So uh, we're looking at taking kind of a hiatus right now. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe we'll try to swing by Dragon Con next year. I know we're gonna do Pensacon uh, at some point in the future. And. I don't know, like, the, the, the experience is always good when you go to a con, you know? It's, um, it's one of those things where, like, the energy is there, um, and you just get to be around like-minded people. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know, like, it was, it was a good convention, and I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. Unfortunately, the next one for us is looking like it's gonna be... You know, sometime late February, I think, is when Pensacon goes down. Um, which Pensacon's always great. Um, I know we got to see uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He was there too. Good old Negan with that barbed wire bat. John stepped out for a minute. Don't tell him I said this, but this podcast is unscripted. And, uh, we kind of rely on our own banter to get us through it. And he's entering the door right now. And... Hey, what's up, John? I'm How's Bach. How's it going, man? I'm Bach. Um, yeah, I just got them telling them about, you know, Megacon and 
how the vibe is is always good when you go to a convention. The next one looking like it's going to be late February for us, Pensacon. Yeah, um, that's the last one in our in our books right now. I also um, definitely didn't talk shit at all. Like that didn't happen. Oh, it totally didn't happen. Yeah, no. I'm sure you were talking mad shit about me. No, it's cool. Um, <laughs> no, MegaCon was pretty cool. Um, it was one of those things where we went in there, we killed it. It was another con in the books. Um, got to celebrate the anniversary. It was fun because we did a uh, we did a different type of anniversary. We did character anniversary. So it was Jason and Corey going to celebrate their anniversary as opposed to John and TJ going to celebrate their anniversary. So it was cool. That's kind of funny because when we went out to um, when we went out to lunch, we went out to like the Urban Cantina. Yeah. And I didn't feel like like taking the suit off. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what I what I wound up doing was no no no. I, I, I took, like, the gloves and the gauntlets off, and, okay. the, and the cowl and the cape, and I just went in the bodysuit and the utility belt, mm-hmm. and the boots, because I was like, I was like, as soon as I, as soon as I get out of this, and I take a shower, I'm, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm going to bed. That is what it is. Yeah. So, that was, dude, that was hilarious. The looks that we were getting, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just walking into the urban canteen, and everybody was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is that... Batman? And it's like, no, dude. Like, it's Bruce Wayne. I'm tired. D- don't. I just want tacos, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it was a good con all in all. And um, I know we have Pensa. I will say this, though. It probably will be the last MegaCon Tampa that we probably will go to. And here's the reason why I say this. Is because... Well, you and I have both have felt this way, or at least I can only speak for myself when I say this, but Megacon as of late has been kind of falling off. Um, and the cons that we go to, like the Pences and the Metros, are always the better ones, the better turnouts, than it is, you know, the Megacons. As of late, like the last two years or so, I've kind of noticed that. And also, um, a little bit of an announcement, uh, the next con after Pensa, and we're shooting for this one, so keep your fingers crossed, we're shooting for Dragon Con next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I don't know, man. MegaCon Orlando, that always seems to have a pretty big turnout, but there's something about MegaCon Tampa. Like, it's even cheaper. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, MegaCon is usually, I think it's like, uh, it was like 80 bucks or something like that when we went to Orlando. Yeah. And in Tampa, it was like 65 for all three, and I was like, oh... Why? I mean, I was, <laughs> I was cool with paying cheaper prices. Yeah, but I don't know, man. But you know, I think I think you really go like for the celebrities and stuff like that. You know, you go for the celebrities, the vendor hall. Um, fucking like, I, we don't even go for any of that. Like, we go to put smiles on kids' faces. Yeah, like it's very rare that we'll talk about people we want to meet, like. You know, DragonCon this year, I really wanted to get ahead and meet Mike Coulter. You know how much of a fan I am of Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That man is 6'4". There was a man in our like in the room next to you guys Yeah, looked just like Mike Coulter. I know. You, you pointed that out. I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, no lie. Like, I, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not a stalker. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I was walking to John's room and I, I look in the in the window and I just see this man like walk out into like the the living area of of his room and I was like, huh? Sweet Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Got Luke Cage staying next to you Yo. at embassy. All right. It was funny because I was watching a video of uh, him going to Kevin Smith's comic shop. That man is massive, dude. 
he walked up to everyone else and just like his arms are as big as one dude's head. I was like, please don't hit him because he's not even going to heaven at this point. Like, bro, he's going to that dimension where Asgard used to be. Like, bro, straight to the shadow realm. Yo, straight to the shadow realm. Ha ha ha. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. But uh, we also have a video game on the uh, the topic list. It's uh, and we're going right into Broketober. That's what we're gonna call it. Uh, one of them happens to be out of the three games that we were talking about, which is the Fallout, not the Fallout, um, Red Dead Redemption, Battlefield Five, and the Call of Duties. We also have Fallout seventy six. You know what's funny is Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited. Like I didn't pre-order it. I didn't go buy it. Like, Origins looked really good. Mm-hmm. And Odyssey, I just, I wasn't feeling it, dude. If only you could see my face, because Kyle is a hardcore Assassin's Creed fan. And when he just said that, I was like, ooh, ouch. Well, it's it's a game that I know I'm going to check out eventually. Um, because right now, like, there people are heralding it as, like, the best Assassin's Creed ever. And I'm like, I... I don't know about that because that always happens, right? Like if a new a new game comes out in the in a franchise and people mm-hmm. go, "Oh, this is the best one." It's like, dude, not everything new is going to be the best. Yeah. And I get that they're changing up everything. You know, they have um a lot of mechanics in there that look really cool. Like it's almost like a BioWare game. Like mm-hmm. like um you can measure out your responses, do like romance options and stuff like that. But it's it's really where they're going with the story, you know. I, I feel like they were they felt like they were getting too close to present day, mm. so they just like threw everything way back, and like apparently now people can turn into mythological creatures. Apparently that's a thing. Like there was a Medusa trailer, and I was like, ah, nah. like I was feeling all of Origins up to the DLC when you were fighting mummies, and I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life right now? I kind of had a face palm face. Like I was like, yo, I'm just going to go make an omelet. I don't have time for this shit. Oh my god, that's just so fucking terrible. Oh my god. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about Fallout 76 like and it's the the way it'll be played like all online? Oh, well, first and foremost, everybody, if they don't even know, I'm a huge Fallout fan thanks to my nephew. Um I'll tell the story of how that even came to be. It was one day I was working at FedEx and these are the good old dot times. And uh, I came home, and I was watching my nephew play a shooting game. And I was really confused about that. Like, how do I, why do I feel immersed in this shooting game? Like, normally, you could ask Kyle, with shooting games, I avoid them like the fucking plague. But with this one, they were playing, like, you know, 40s music, and it was like a post-apocalyptic world. And I was like, Gabe, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh, well, it's Fallout 3, man. You want to play? And I got my hands on it, and ever <laughs> since... Yeah, that's my voice for when I'm gonna mock somebody. That's the impression of him. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to Fallout 3. You can check it out. You want to come check it out, man? Yeah, come, come look at this. Come play this game. <laughs> and he just gave me the controller, and I just played it. And I bought 4, and 4 was, in my opinion, really cool. 3 is going to be better for me. Like, I took a huge binge. I played 3, New Vegas, and 4. New Vegas is looking my favorite. New Vegas is fucking hell. Like, life. Um... That's funny, because, like, I've never talked about your history with Fallout. Yeah. I always just assumed, like, you started from one and worked your way up. Nah. Like, like, I didn't know you started with three. Yeah. 
because one was like 99, 2000 on PC. Like everybody, like if, if you ask anybody, like that's like the old like bird's eye view they used to have for like Grand Theft Auto. You ask anyone, hey, what Grand Theft Auto you started? Very rarely you'll find someone who's like, man, I started at two. And at that point you're like, you're a fucking liar. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the disparity between Spider-Man PS4 and like the 2001 PlayStation game. Yeah. How many people you really find who really has played that game, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. And even then, you're just like, you give that face like, mm, you're going to have to show your work. Just <laughs> show your work. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Because she always says that whenever someone pulls out bullshit, like, show your work. Show your work. I, I want to see how this is. I want I want receipts. <laughs> I want receipts. Hashtag, it, uh, I want receipts for the episode name. <laughs> <laughs> just off the map but uh the trailer for 76 looks pretty cool i'm i'm excited for it it dates back from i believe it was like a hundred years or not hundred years like 70 years before fallout 4 mm. so you get a bit of what was happening like a little bit after the bombs fell where these people were doing really good experiments, like on on Vault Tech, and just like making, like, and it was it looks like a happy vault. Which, if anyone knows the mythos, that's bullshit, um, because most of these vaults are just nasty. Like they had a vault for children, and they wanted to try to see, they wanted to experiment on children and see what. And I'm like, dude, these are some dark fucking vault secrets. Like they had Vault Twelve, where it was a government, and they killed each other. Just and you can get the mm. you can get the uh, the vault tape and you can hear it. Ooh. They're like, if you're listening to this, I don't know what wrong, and all you hear is gunshots going off in the freaking audio, and you're just like, Ooh. Jesus Christ. But as for uh, 76 here, these new gameplay modes look pretty cool. You have like this huge flying behemoth that's flying at you. I'm not talking about super mutants because Jesus Christ, I don't want to imagine a super mutant with fucking wings. Um, but I was telling Gabe, I'm like, imagine. If it was a flying death claw, and he just—he was quick to show me his reaction. He was like, <laughs> he, "I could, I, I could." Thank you. There you go. <laughs> oh my god, that's exactly what he would say too. Um, so it looks cool. I'm gonna give it a whirl. I know I'm gonna pre-order it pretty soon, and I'm gonna give my own reactions on what I think about it. Um, but yeah, there's not much of a problem with that in terms of 76. It looks pretty good. Yeah. So like and then as far as gaming news goes, um like, you know, Spider-Man PS4 still great. Um like that part hasn't changed. We're going to play it after this this Yeah, I brought it over so John can try it out. Like I it's I he, yeah, needs to. Oh man, I'm um, going to I'm going to sound like a little kid going on a freaking Ferris wheel for the first time. Oh yeah. Um but like uh also a couple new like clone trooper skins for Battlefront 2 came out. Um, you've got the, uh, the, I think it's the Wolf Battalion skin, which actually looks really good. Like, they, they, they did their homework on that. And the, uh, the 91st Recon Corps, I think, which is, like, the security force. Um, that one released as well, and it also looks really good. Um, unlike their 327th Star Corps, which they still haven't fixed. But... The good news is I heard that some devs were moved from Battlefield 5 to Battlefront 2. So maybe we'll see some more content out of that. And, I mean, if we don't, the content's free. And I'm sure they're working on Battlefront 3 already. And that's just kind of the nature of the game. Yeah. Um, 
one feature they still need, which I have been asking for and is probably going to be the only thing that's going to bring me back to that game on a regular basis. Um, they need they need to make it so you can choose which era you want to play in because at this point there are three eras in Star Wars. Um, there's that there's the Galactic Republic, there's the Civil War, and then there's um, God I don't remember what uh, what the most recent one we're in is called, but it's like the uh, the New Republic versus the First Order. Yeah. Um, so you've got three eras to play in and no way to to choose. Like if I had my way. Clone Wars, all Clone, the way, yeah, all the way, all the time. Clone Wars, yeah. To, to you brought up a very familiar era because I, I was kind of cool with Clone Wars too, um, at least from you know the movies and stuff like that. I mean, the last real Battlefront I played, and you guys are gonna be like, God damn, John, you old as fuck. But uh, the last one I played was uh, the PS2 one. But no, to be yeah. fair, yeah, the PS2 one was, and I love how someone put a chart. For the Yo. new Battlefronts versus that one. Yo, watch those wrist rockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this man brought up that. Oh, my Jesus. Just, uh, it was that one. It was uh, the Old Republic. That was the one I played, too, back in the day. Those are really fun ones. I was when uh, Star Wars games were just bomb as hell. Still waiting just... on Knights of the Old Republic 3. Oh, my God. But, which um, I guess is the old Republic RP or MMO, MMO, which I'm never gonna play. Yeah, if I'm honest. Um, and no, it's not because my rig is bad. Okay, <laughs> God. There's a there's one thing in particular out of the list that I know Bring is gonna console, be. I might play it. It's gonna be crazy. Um, the DC Rebirth decline. Um, as you guys know, if you've been listening to the show, you guys know that we're really big fans of Rebirth, and as of late, they've been kind of shitting the bed all over the place. Um, the first one comes near and dear to me. Um, I'm a Red Hood fan because of the guy across from me, but they've really fucked him up hard. They gave him a literal Red Hood? Yeah, with an Ermac mask. I'm like, dude, you're not Ermac from Mortal Kombat. What the fuck are you doing? Like, it looks, it looks bad. Like, I love the helmet. I love the, uh, the, the brown jacket and just everything included in this. Like, I get it now that you, you have Jason kind of hoping that he could still find... Uh, Artemis and Bizarro in this other world that apparently they escaped from because I don't know if you're aware in 25 the uh, the huge colossal building that Artemis not Artemis uh, Bizarro made before he went back to being the Bizarro of you know just simple words um, was about to crash and the only way they were supposed to get rid of it was to bring it into another dimension um, and now they're in a whole different world and Jason's kind of going on even though he's like dude they gotta be here somewhere like I still have the the signal is, I'm waiting for him. I hope to God they're going to show up. But until then, I'm going to be some other fucking dude. And I just, I, I looked at the new costume and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And that's not even the worst of it. You and me both know that Bendis went to DC recently and he's doing Superman. And he just shit all over that character. And I, not for nothing, actually liked what they were doing with Superman. And I hate the character. Hmm. I love the Super Friends with Jonathan Kent and Damien and how it's like a family of like Lois Lane, Clark, and, and, and freaking Jonathan. I actually was loving it. Yeah. And they stripped it away the first episode like, oh, they went off to do something. They're, they're gone. They're out of the picture. What the fuck, man? Well, I, I think the big part of Superman's character is like, you know, what grounds him. Like... 
if he didn't have you know a family and Lois and, and his parents and all that you can only imagine like he'd be just another you know he'd be General Zod just come to destroy the planet mm. but when you take what grounds him away from him he just becomes less interesting um, I mean it's it's kind of like Batman in a way like if, if you took like the entire Bat family and just <clears throat> separated him from Batman Batman would still be cool but I just I would be a little less interested to be honest yeah um, like it's kind of like taking Alfred away from Bruce because once you pull Alfred out of the picture it's like what what even yeah and, and, and leading into that segueing into um, something we wanted to talk about it's not on the list but we were talking about it off the uh, off air here oh catching me off guard okay the Batman Beyond ending. Roll with the punches. Um, so a lot of people want a Batman Beyond movie, and of course people have been posting a numerous amount of pictures. I myself, along with Kyle and many others, grew up with the show when we were kids. And now that you know DC is going through a rough time movies-wise, I mean, that would be one way you can kind of go off with it. But my question to everybody, including Kyle over here, and we're going to talk about it, is... Is the Batman Beyond ending an ending we should just give a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a thumbs in the middle? Um, mm. And some backstory behind that. Now, for those that don't know what happened, this was leading a little bit to Justice League Unlimited, which, God, I love that television show. Um, and it kind of featured a really nasty, it sounded like a conspiracy theory story, where Amanda Waller, which if you guys don't know, she was Viola Davis's character in Suicide Squad. Um, she managed to orchestrate Project Cabinets for code Batman Beyond, and she took Bruce Wayne's DNA and put it into Terry's father because the two, being the mother and the, and the father, were a genetic match of Bruce's parents. So they managed, and, and Terry's father thought he was getting a flu shot, but he wasn't. So it was kind of weird to kind of see like Terry as a baby and not have any of his hair, but it was half of Terry's mother and Bruce's DNA in there. Um, one fun fact about it is they tried replicating the entire death too. And the person who was going to kill his parents was none other than the Phantasm. Which, if you guys love that movie from 92, that's part of it. You know what I heard? Hmm. Um, with Batman the Animated Series, like the re-release yeah. on Blu-ray, Mask of the Phantasm is going to be included. Along with... Um, God, what was the other one? Sub-Zero? The one with oh, Freeze. Yeah. Um, I think that's also going to be included as far as I know. Yeah. Which, looking forward to. Like, Pensacon, we're coming because Kevin Conroy, my boy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get you to sign some stuff. I'm going to get you some sign some stuff, Kevin, because we are the knight. And I want to get him to hold one of Red Hood's guns and replicate the scene where he quits being Batman. Never again. Man, TJ was asking me, she was like, hey, what are you going to get Kevin Conroy to sign? And I was like, you know, maybe maybe Batman the Animated Series, like, buy the DVD, get him to sign it. And um, she was like, really, where do you want him to sign? Like, on the inside cover? And I was like, he can sign every fucking disc for all I care. Like, <laughs> I'll never put those discs in the DVD player. I'll buy another set before I do that. Like, Yo, that'd be crazy. I was like... But, um... I probably would get him to, um... Damn, I want to see if what I could get him to sign. But I'll get him to sign something, because it's like, dude, it's Kim Conroy. Get him to sign Jason's helmet. Oh, I was thinking of that, man. I was just like, but then I'm like, damn, I gotta go to Dark Knight next. <laughs> I gotta ask for another one, because at that point... Just I, highlight it. Dad signed it. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, but, no, but uh, the Batman Beyond ending, like, I don't... 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm conflicted because on one side, it's like it's pretty cool that Amanda Waller kind of recognized the need for there to always be a Batman. Yeah. Um, like that was always going to have to happen. But at the same time, it's like Terry's not Bruce. Terry doesn't have the forethought that Bruce does. Yeah, and she mentioned that um, too. Like she highlighted it. She's like, "You don't have the brain that he does, but you do have his heart." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the conviction is there, but it's like, what good is conviction without the intelligence to see it through? Mm. Um, You're not wrong. That's not a dig on Batman Beyond's character because I love Batman Beyond. Yeah, um, like yeah. I remember Return of the Joker, and I was like, ooh. That was so good. Joker really had the last laugh on that one, being that Tim Drake was kind of just like hiding his subconscious in like a little yeah. disc on his on his neck there. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't. The ending, I guess, was okay with mm-hmm. me. Um, it's I'm divided. Like I'd probably give it a, a middle thumb. Middle yeah. thumb. I would give it a middle thumb too, because you can go you can go either way. You could say it's a bad ending because it deviates away from what Batman Beyond's premise really was. Like, a lot of people thought Batman Beyond's premise was to give somebody else who was not remotely in the family a chance to be part of this legacy that Bruce has built himself. You know, you could look at it that way and say, yo, the ending was trash because you did that. You deviated away from that whole premise. Um, but you can say it was good because now it kind of makes sense. That he would be able to do a lot of the things that you saw maybe from like the Robins or whatever, which love some of the episodes they had, like, you know, when Raish was was around and apparently Bruce went younger. And I know Bruce was loving every single bit of it, that he can do what he used to do, you know, Um, and it looked like Terry was looking like a Robin for a little bit there. And I was just like, dude, if only. But then again, it's like that's a whole different story for another day. Um, I was the beginning of that story hurts. Batman Beyond, like seeing Bruce, like, collapse, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's... It It makes the story intrinsically interesting. It's it's like, what happens when Batman can't be Batman anymore? Like, where do you go? Yeah. That's kind of what... That's kind of the question that Batman Beyond answers, is that Gotham always needs one. So... You know what I would like to see? Hmm. I don't know if this exists, but, like, a version of the Justice League for Batman Beyond. We got a bit of it, but, I mean, yeah, like, a, a full, like, set. Because I know they did have an episode where it was, like, Superman, but he had, like, his General Zod black costume. They had a uh, Warhawk, and they had a few others, like Aqua Lad, or not Aqua Lad, it was Aqua Girl or some shit, and Big Barda. Which, I'm just going to say this right now, Big Barda was dumb as shit in that whole episode, because she was, like, doubting Bruce, or doubting Terry in this case, and I'm just like... The fuck, man! This dude is coming at you with some truth, and you're acting quote unquote pigheaded. Yeah. And she punched the fuck out of Terry, but for good reason because Terry was right. It's like, come on, you are being a little pighead, and didn't even apologize, Terry, for actually having the right, the right information. I just was like, get rid of Barta, please. Um, the question I have, if they ever did the show again, what the hell happened to Nightwing? Mm. Cause. They made it seem like he hated him forever. Like, Nightwing hated being around Batman forever. I get he doesn't want to be Batman, but that was another thing, I think, that was very interesting out of this show. Because you would have thought that Batman Beyond would have shown Dick Grayson as Batman, being that he is the only dude who would take the mantle. I mean, we've crossed this out before. Damien wouldn't do it because he's too young. Um, Tim wouldn't do it because Tim has a life outside of everything. Jason, Jesus Christ... Um, that's all I'm saying, Jesus. Um, 
and, and, and Dick is the only one that can do it. Well, I think it. I think it's kind of left unspoken that you know Grayson kind of went his own separate way and did his own thing. Um, like the older Bruce got. I th- I think this is actually in the show. I don't know. Okay. But I um because it's been forever since I've seen that show. But I think it's stated that at one point Bruce and Grayson kind of lost contact, like the older Bruce got, just because of how reclusive Bruce actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, he just stopped talking to him. Mm. Like he just kind of let him do his thing. Yeah, it's kind of like it's 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 like a father to son thing, like where you you know, you you raise your kid and then you send him out into the world and you'll get in touch every now and again, but for the most part, like they're doing their thing. Yeah. And and I, yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that because they they mentioned it a couple times, and I was kind of like, damn, bro, like I really wanted to see what happened. But you're the logistics of that makes sense because yeah, that's what I felt as well. Um, I remember they did they did Tim dirty. Holy crap, Gabe, if you're listening to this, we'll never do the Batman Beyond Tim Drake. Don't worry about it, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. And again, another Batman topic that you and me need to talk about. Apparently you saw some set pictures of your man's. Well, they weren't they weren't set pictures so much as pictures oh, yeah. that are going to deliver hope at least a little bit of hope for the DCEU. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's a lot of rumors circulating around that Cavill's done with Superman and Affleck's done with Batman, and that's that's nothing new, dude. That's kind of been a thing for like months at this point. So, uh, we we saw some pictures. Um, of uh, Affleck leaving WB headquarters, uh, presumably with a script like that bitch was thick, and uh, he was he was looking good, dude. Like, you know, he's he's putting on the muscle again, getting ready. Like the man's guns were filling the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, he 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 might be coming back to the Batman. That might have been for another project, but. I, I I think what we need to do is kind of leave the man alone and let him do what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, because I, I kind of felt bad for him after Batman v Superman, and he was trying to get all these personal projects off the ground, like Lift by Night and stuff like that, stuff that, you know, he's he's put a lot of passion into, and people just kept asking him about Batman. And I remember, like, one interview, he was like, look, I'm tired of hearing about the goddamn Batman. Like, I get it, mm. you guys are excited, you know, it, it's... You know, on some level, you have to expect that kind of attention. Yeah. When you're you're playing a character that's been around for 70, 80 years. Um, But it's it's one of those things where we just got to let him figure his stuff out. Like, he he posted on a a Twitter post that, I think it was Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. Um, That he had just completed, like, a 40-day stint in rehab. Um, I think it's for alcohol addiction. Yeah. So he's kind of fighting through his own personal stuff, um, which I'm happy to see that he's getting help for that. And yeah, man, like stuff like that, you know, addiction, depression, constant battle. Like it just doesn't stop. Yeah. And that's the thing about it too. Like I was very happy to see that. I mean, I I heard that he got back with with Garner and he got back with uh, trying to figure out what he was going to do with the rehab and everything. Like, that I think I'm caring about more so than him coming back as Batman. But we said this off the mic as well. We were like, hey, listen, um, if he comes back, he's got to do three movies. And I know it's a little obsessive, 
to ask him to do that much, but hear at least my side of the entire argument, and then you guys can draw your conclusions. The reason why I say he needs to do three, Flashpoint being one of them, is because you left it open for an idea for a possible Under the Red Hood movie to even happen. You have Titans, which of course, the only thing I'm looking forward to out of that show, and the trailer, does, the, the second trailer that came out last week, doesn't look bad. It looks mm. a little bit better than what we got when everyone flipped their, sh- their shit and they heard, fuck Batman. Like, it looks a little bit better than that. I mean, I'm going to be real with you. I'm still not going to pay for another subscription service just to watch it. I'm not going to. I hear you. It's, it's a matter of... We're based around subscription services right now. Yeah. And it's driving me up the wall. Like, dude, I've got rent, car payment, fucking internet, yeah. insurance, um, phone bill... Uh, fucking Crunchyroll, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and it's just PlayStation. Yeah. Fucking, for God's sakes, you can't you can't well, not get a subscription to anything at this point. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's do a before we continue with this topic. Let's throw a fan question out there. Which subscription service do you think is actually worth it? I'm gonna throw my two cents in and say Amazon. Okay. Um, I mean Amazon is like I think it's one twenty a month or hmm, not a month. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be paying for that shit. Uh, it's like one twenty a year, and okay. um, I mean you get your two day free shipping, and that's clutch. And mm. um, like I can get comics cheap, like physical copies. Mm. Like if I go to a store, I've got to pay. You know, I got to shell twenty for a volume, and that's kind of just not doable. Yeah. Um, and like while I would love to support the small comics business. It's just the money just isn't there most of the time yeah. like, to just go out when I can, you know, drop a 10 and have a volume show up to my door. Yeah. That is a in, bit of a clutch. In two days. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say it's Amazon because not only do you get that, you know, premium shipping and, and discounts prices and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you also get like the Amazon video subscription along with that like it piggybacks yeah and that's pretty cool I mean with me it's uh, I mean I have YouTube Red out of the two of us um, oh, I've got I've got Red too oh yeah Red okay yeah yeah I did that thing where you like you get the free trial yeah. you forget about it and you pay for it mm-hmm. and then like the longer you keep going with it you're like this is actually really nice like yeah. no ads no right. ads I get to listen to whatever music I want no problems download your videos do yeah. what you want to do which is cool and I, I kept that uh, YouTube Red is pretty good um, and also uh, getting ready for next year being that I've not forgotten that we're getting season two of Cobra Kai. Mm. Um, which a lot of people, yeah, were, a lot of, when when people saw my shirt, they were like, "John, what do you thought? What'd you think of season one?" I'm like, um, first of all, this show came out of nowhere, and it actually nailed it in terms of like the old versus the new. Which a lot of adaptations that we see these days do not have that, which is like one of my best ones. But YouTube Red is my my first favorite because of all those features you get. The second one, because, well, the only attachment I have to it is the Marvel shows, which, of course, would be Netflix, but I'm probably going to get rid of that, just because I think you can get the Luke Cage shows and everything else off other platforms that probably stream off Netflix, so it's like, why the fuck would you have it? Um, But aside from YouTube Red, possibly Netflix, um, mm. oh, PlayStation, be the only one I have outside of that. PlayStation's not bad, like, the free yeah. games and stuff is nice. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you also have to have it if you're playing online, so get fucked. Yeah. Which I, I, don't, I don't like, but it's it's also cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. It's 60 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. 60 bucks a year. Like, I can go in on a Sunday, do three hours, and be done. Mm-hmm. Well, two now. Um. <laughs> but outside of the fan question, going back into more Batman, there is another person that decided to post uh, a status that I was really excited for. So, speaking of Under the Red Hood, um, everybody knows if you watch Under the Red Hood, the animated movie, you know that Jensen Ackles, a.k.a. Dean, am I correct? Yeah. Dean, uh, from Supernatural, did the voice for Jason Todd. And he actually stood next to a mannequin, and it was the old, it was the Tigerstone effects mask with the jacket. And he said, wow, it's good to meet my old friend in the flesh. And... I'm just gonna tell you, I had goosebumps like Killmonger's skin. Nah, dude, you need you need to call him what you wrote on our outline. Oh yeah, we we wrote on the outline Jensen Todd. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was that was amazing. I just thought of that on the fly. I'm like Jensen Todd, and Batfleck. We're thinking of awesome names for all these people. Um, what do you think of Jensen maybe taking up the ranks as Red Hood, knowing that he's about maybe what three years younger than Batfleck? Uh, I mean, I'd be down with it. Like, I'm not going to look at the age so much as the portrayal. Yeah. You know? Like, um, I don't know. I, I I think he's in the right range where he can pull off Jason Todd still. Mm-hmm. Um, in, a, in, a, in a live action setting. And it's, you know, I know people are going to be, you know, they're going to have their issues about it because because of the age factor. Yeah. Um, but, dude, it's like, I want brutal, like, and I think Ben Affleck and Jensen Ackles can deliver that shit. He has the build, he, I mean, cause everyone knows, like, I, I mean, I do, um, the cosplay for Jason, but Jason is taller than, you know, Dick, and you wanna, if, if you're gonna go by every logistical factor, he just, he, he goes with it. He's already played the character before, so he knows that this character has to be here. You know, especially that last scene where he's grabbing Joker and he's throwing the ultimatum to Bruce. You know, that has to happen in the movie, too. Because I've always wondered for a while what Affleck's reaction would be if you put him in that setting. Where it's either it's either Jason or it's Joker. Which one do you choose? Yeah. You know what I want to talk about before we move on here? Yes. Is um, Joker movie. Oh, man. Speaking of the devil. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. I, I'm going to wait to see it. Okay. I'm not going to pass judgment until I watch it. Because what I saw was, eh. Like, I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel positive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen enough to formulate my opinion. Okay. Um, like, from what I did see, like, the, the it looked good. Um, the makeup was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also appreciate it on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that John's leaving the room again. Don't tell him I told you. Um Yeah, like I I I think it looks good for right now. Um I'm not sure it's necessarily one of those movies that we need per se. Um I understand how popular Joker is as a character. Um I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with it. Um, it's 
I rely on John to carry this show with me, and he's not here right now. So I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to think of things to say until he gets back. Nichols, dimes, quarters. If you're not talking money or change, I don't want to talk. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. I think it might be a good match. I'm going to be concerned if they try to do... Um, if they if they try to replicate Heath Ledger. Um, I'm not going to know how to feel about that until I see it. Because... I think I think we all kind of watched Dark Knight uh, trilogy for the villains, and if they try to replicate Heath Ledger's performance, I don't know how that's going to pan out. Um, I'm Bach. You're talking about uh, the whole performance of the Joker and how if you're going to replicate Heath Ledger. Yeah, well, because it, it, it looks like that's what's going that that that's the road that it's going down. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely darker. He has the hair. He has the look. You know? So, I don't... I don't know. Like, what if this is a Dark Knight prequel? Oh, boy. Um, That's an interesting thought. That is an interesting thought. You're probably going to rage... You're probably going to have people get outraged by the idea of it being a prequel. Because, you know, um, knowing people in 2018... I could see how people would be a little rattled by the idea of you doing a prequel or something like that. Um, you and me will be open-minded to see that because, you know, hey, this is somebody else jumping in that role. But I can already imagine the people who are so attached to that movie seeing that and being like, yo, what if they, could they not choose anybody else? Well, that's that's what I'm saying is that if you try to replicate Heath Ledger and his performance, um, there there are going to be a lot of people that are going to feel a certain way about it. Yeah. Um, because that performance is so near and dear to a lot of people that to try and replicate it without doing it justice would be an insult. Yeah. It, it would be. I agree with that. Mm. I mean, I'm going to wait for the movie like you are because... I'm not going to say anything just yet. I don't want to throw my, my two cents into the whole thing just yet. It's going to be one of those things that we talk about more once we start seeing trailers. Yeah. Um, another show, moving from this to, to that, um, is one that I know a lot of people either A, were kind of like no, or a lot of people jumped up for joy. Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. Um, I know the last time we saw that in theaters... Uh, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong took that movie mm-hmm. and just fucked that whole thing in the ground. Yeah, it's it's Dittery and Johnson. Oh my god. I just I remember when I went to that theater. I was pissed. Um, but a new report suggests that in Netflix we're going to be getting a live action uh, Avatar The Last Airbender movie and uh, the original writers will be actually working on the movie. Which, if that doesn't scream assurance, I don't know what the hell does. Yeah, I mean, I kind of trust Netflix right now, dude. Like, Netflix is kind of up there with the MCU, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, they've done a bunch of their originals and stuff. They've kind of proven that they know how to run a show. Yeah. Um, 
just with everything that they've come out with as far as original content. I don't know where this show is going to take us. Like, I don't know where it's going to be set in the continuity. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited that it's by the writers of the original yeah. um, anime? Yeah. Cartoon. We, we could say mm-hmm. both. Because it's, it's a it, com, it's a it, combo. It really it, it praised the anime that you would see out of like you know Cartoon Network, but it brought a little bit of its Nickelodeon comedy charm that we we love out of Nickelodeon from like you know as kids. Um, and I think that's one thing you got to bring in this show that the movie didn't even have back in the day was comedy. That's what I that's what I always get pissed off at whenever someone mentions the Avatar: Last and Airbender movie from back then. It didn't have any comedy. It wasn't funny. You know. You didn't have any humor to it at all. It was just straight action. And also, another thing. How in the fuck are you going to be an earthbender and you're moving like maybe seven, eight rotations and you bring one pebble up from the ground? No. Last time I checked, you did one move like that. You got a boulder the size of one of those boulders that Crash Bandicoot was running from at somebody. Hmm. You know, like seriously, if I'm doing like yay move here yay move there yay move there I better summon a boulder the size of the pedophile moon from Majora's Mask and I'm gonna chuck that shit at you the pedamoon the pedamoon oh Jesus that's a really terrible image <laughs> um sorry but sorry I'm I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to this show I think it's gonna knock it out of the park um yeah so let us hit our last topic of the day, Mr. Chris Evans, leaving the role of Captain America. I actually have the, the, the Twitter right here. Um, so he posted this uh, a couple days ago, guys, and uh, I love how the post says, uh, fans, what the fuck does that mean? Um, but it's, it's just hilarious. But uh, Chris Evans said, officially wrapped on Avengers 4. It was an emotional day to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor. To everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience, thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. That's that's how you go out as Cap. Um, we're all going to miss him. That's going to be a thing. You know, I mean, hey, the way that's worded might not even be a farewell. Yeah. Um, you know, he might be seeing what happens in the future here now that they've acquired 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think I can speak for everybody when I say he's a pretty good Captain America. Like, he's, at the very least, the best live-action actor to play the role. Oh, yeah. He was the one dude in the MCU who proved me wrong a long time ago when he was casted as Captain America. I think I told you the story already when I just didn't think I couldn't see him. And then when he jumped into the uh, the chamber, turned into Captain America, and had that conviction face of someone killed my scientist, I was like, oh crap, I see it. And it was just like, I was happy I was proven wrong in that case. Um, and he just, he continues to kill it every time from the first Avenger to, um, to the Winter Soldier to Civil War to now Infinity War and then we have Avengers 4 this man has continued to push the bar yeah I mean it's gonna be one of those things man like these actors they're, they've are they been doing this for a really long time they're kinda getting up there in age they're kinda gonna wanna go do other stuff yeah you know like with their time they, they don't just wanna be known as Marvel actors yeah they don't wanna have their work like you know their their whole resume be like oh that's Captain America or that's Iron Man or you know yeah 
Because then you're going to have a situation like what Tobey Maguire has, where, like, after Spider-Man 3, holy shit, um, he goes and does Brothers, and just, it was, it was good, but it wasn't, like, up there with, like, the Spider-Mans that he did, or Pleasantville, which I was before, which that's, like, a guilty pleasure of mine, um, but, yeah, like, you don't want to have that same feeling like Tobey Maguire had, and then show up five years later to, like, Jimmy Kimmel's show, and be like, wait a minute, wasn't he that Spider-Man guy? Like, shout out to Cut Short for doing that, because he did that cut where it was, like, three days before they cut Spider-Man 4, and then five years later, he shows up at Jimmy Kimmel, and just, like, you remember, wait a minute, dude, the fuck happened to you? Yeah. And I think that's what the Chris Evans, the the Scarlett Johansons, and the many others probably don't want to fall into. Yeah, it's like I, it's like I get it, you know, we've, we've been grateful up to this point to have these actors play these roles for us. Yeah. Um... They're doing a fantastic job, and it's kind of getting to a point where it's it's. I think you know, with what are we in now? Phase four. Yeah, we're going right into it. Um, I think with phase four, uh, we're gonna have to be ready to start saying, you know, goodbye to the old and hello to the new. Yeah. Uh, I think they're gonna be changing up a lot of the cast. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like we might see, in Avengers four, you know, who knows? Maybe the end of the original Avengers. Yeah, which is which is sad too, because you know, I, if you were to tell me back in ninety seven or ninety eight that get ready because in twenty years or fifteen years or whatever the fuck we're gonna have a, a universe of all these characters in movies, it would have been the funniest thing, a funniest joke I've ever ever heard in my life. But it happened, and it's just amazing to think about it and to wrap it up and say goodbye is is sad. I mean, even though we have. Some good news being that, yeah, 20th Century Fox has, has been acquired by, you know, Disney. Um, you have characters like Deadpool, you have characters like X-Men, which, speaking of X-Men, we can't go ahead and end it off with some kind of rage. Did you see Dark Phoenix, trailer? I was like, do you even want to talk about Dark Phoenix? I, we might as well, fuck it. Um, so, I saw this, and I had a two-hour conversation with TJ, and me and her had the same feelings about this fucking trailer. I'm going to back up when I say this. What in the fuck? Because this whole thing... Let me back up here. Let me go right back. This whole thing brought up every single fucking problem that the freaking X-Men-verse had. My co-host is kind of angry, so I will be here to soothe you. Oh, God. And now back to the anger. Just what the fuck, man? You had, like... 30 minutes of, like, Jennifer Lawrence saying, oh, I'm important. Dude, you play a character that is a C-plus at very butt. Yeah, I don't want to hear this whole, oh, Mystique is a main character. No, she's not. And everybody knows that from the animated series to the fucking comic books. But yet we make her important because, oh, it's Jennifer Lawrence. First of all, I can't even believe I'm going Louis Black right now. First of all, this arrogant person over here had the balls... To be like, oh, well, if you if we, you can't get just one of us, you can't just say you get one of us, you get all of us, you get none of us. Yeah, start doing Louis Black's finger thing. Yeah, just... Mm-hmm. Just, uh, it, it, bitch, you're not important. Ooh. You could be replaced, like anybody Ooh. else, okay? This is a good example of when I don't like actors portraying his characters that I did like at one point, and now I just can't, I detest the character. Like, Rebecca Romaine from back in the day, nailed it. Everything about Mystique nailed it. 
This one, no, I can't even stand this version. I can't. If I see her, when we go see Dark Phoenix, I'm going to probably pop the chair out of the damn theater. Because I'm going to grab the chair and I'm going to throw it around like a fucking ragdoll because they just killed everything about the X-Men. And then the Dark Phoenix itself. Why did they even have to do this? You had a good opportunity to talk about the Sinister in Deadpool 2. You had a great opportunity to do it in this movie because it's in the 90s. And you just took the material and you butt-fucked the hell out of it until it started bleeding all over the place. Like, just, I don't even know where to say with this. They just screwed it up on every level except maybe James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender being Magneto and Professor X. Am I the only one that's not a big fan of, like, the X-Men universe, like, live-action, just because of how grounded it feels? Not only just it being grounded, but it's just, they took concepts that are so easy to bring into live-action, and they went in this brand-new fucking avenue that it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Well, it's like, can you imagine if we just went full-blown comic book X-Men at this point? Oh! The trailer had the freaking X's. Like the blue with the X's, like the like the 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 new X Men gold shit. That's when you don't do comics a hundred percent into a movie, because that looks goofy when I saw it. Like the costumes at the end of Apocalypse looked dope. It looked like the '90s version of like a Cyclops and a Jean Grey. Here, I was just waiting for Wolverine to pop up with the costume and be like, "Yo, thank you." But they didn't do that. Um. Just, no, I'm glad that this is coming to an end. I am glad as fuck that this is the last of the Fox X-Men because from what I heard, Kevin Feige's taking reins of all of those characters. No Ike Perlmutter to fuck it up like in humans. Mm. Which, Jesus Christ, that dog. That CG dog with the freaking horseshoe for a thing on his face. I will always call it as the horseshoe. I won't call it as there's, anything else. There's actually a um, an Easter egg in Spider-Man. There's an Inhumans Easter egg in Spider-Man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's pretty cool. The only thing I want to mention is do not make Black Bolt speak. Because he just wrecks shit. That's all I'm going to say. You know. But outside of that, the Dark Phoenix trailer was eh. I just don't... I'm, I'm angry and depressed. Because how did you manage to fuck it up this long? I don't know. Especially when you had two movies you could have done... One of my favorite villains, and you just didn't even touch it. It's just like, goodbye, good riddance, farewell. I don't want to see any of these fucking people. So long, this is goodbye. <laughs> May we meet again in another life. <laughs> Kyle's trying to cheer me up because he knows I, I love the X-Men passionately and just... It's just it's a depressing moment for X-Men fans, but it'd be happy when we get it. Um, but to wrap it up here, um, just to let you guys know a little, we didn't do the house cleaning at first, but we'll do the house, house cleaning now. Just make sure facebook.com slash, uh, Definitely like, comment, talk about it. Give us, uh, some, some feedback. Please tell us you like us. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Tell us you detest us. Tell us something. Yes. Please. Tell us. We want to know we don't live in Fallout 76 in a dystopian society where no one else exists. Mm. Let us know. Yo, I would love to be the freaking DJ, by the way, from Fallout 3. Just, uh, what is it? Uh, 
he goes, Ow! Galaxy Radio News! Ow! Just, yo. And then you bring Fallout 4, you bring this stupid-ass beta male. Um, uh, the, the Wasteland. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he sounded just like that. And then you get him to be motivated again, and he's just like, Yeah, so, uh, hey guys. The, uh, the Commonwealth is uh, pretty safe now. It's like... You don't go from beta to alpha, God. Okay? You, you, it takes time to get there. But, um, yeah. Also, our Instagrams, respectively. It's going to be Trigger Happy Chatterbox and World's Greatest Detective 626. Yes. Um, no spaces, no underscores. No spaces, no underscores. And, uh, as always, guys, this is the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. And this is the World's Greatest Detective. And this is Deadback, guys. Stay golden, guys. Stay golden. We're not falling. We're taking back to the days of yes, Charlotte. We're holding on to what's golden. We're not falling, we're not falling. We're taking back to the days of yes, Charlotte. We're holding on to what's golden.